Good afternoon, passengers. This is Captain Bot 5000. Like sand through an hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Except my hourglass broke and it's clogging my instruments. Why would they put an hourglass in a cockpit? Hang on. This might get rough. Have a nice flight. Like sands in the hourglass, oh God. so too are the days of our lives. Great. Thanks. Yep. That was fabulous. That was fabulous, right? It's fabulous. That's my word of the week. I have said it at least a thousand times. Wow. Yeah. I like it. So we're oh back. <laughs> we're back <laughs> from vacation. Uh-huh. How was that? It's fabulous. It was fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> fabulous means I don't have to elaborate. Exactly. It, it was fabulous, except for all the dead scorpions. <laughs> it, we had a very, very nice cabin, but there were dead scorpions everywhere. 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 Pretty sure our kids stepped on one. Oh, yeah. They totally killed one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We found upwards With of, their bare feet. Of... Eight dead scorpions. Eight dead scorpions. <laughs> I mean, better that they're dead, but it, it, it's a bit worrisome. <laughs> That's a lot of scorpions. <laughs> like, I didn't even know scorpions lived in the mountains. Oh, yeah. Like, I grew up in the Appalachians. I never once encountered a scorpion or a tick, by it, the way. Oh, oh yeah. Never found... once. And I found a tick crawling on Hunter. On our, our child's ear. Yes. So... About to burrow into his brain. So I pulled it off. I grabbed it off of him and threw it in the sink, and then you were like, it's not dead, honey. You can't so then, kill it. Like, so then you like... grabbed it with a paper towel and cut its head off with a knife. <laughs> ticks are like the T, like the Terminators yeah. of the arachnid world. Yeah. So but you this can't wasn't, just like kill them. This wasn't a deer tick, so we don't have to worry about Lyme disease. Yeah, no. And he, well, and he didn't bite anybody. And he didn't bite anybody anyway. But anyway. And then we made sure from then on out, you know, that we were super safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we, we, we. Re- recalibrated yes, some of our... because hiking apparently brought in some creepy crawlies. But it was a lot of fun. Yes. And we had a great time. Yes. So, we're back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And still very tired. Very, very tired because hiking all day takes it out of you. And this was all day. For a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> and certain shows mm-hmm. are not conducive to waking one up. What do you... So, what? Such what? as... Such as, like... <laughs> I'm not following your line of thought. I'm sorry. I'm so off this wavelength. <laughs> crappy transfers of what? 1960s soap operas. Oh, okay. That's what we're talking about. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Are not conducive to waking one up. Yeah. This was our second foray. I think it's our second foray into, like, a... No, we've done three. We, we did dark, General Hospital? Or? No, we've never done General Hospital. We have never done General <laughs> Hospital. Okay, so wait, we did The Dark Shadows. We did Dark Shadows. And we did one other. Bold and the Beautiful. Bold and the Beautiful, that was it. So this is our third this one. This is our day, third one, yeah. Days of Our Lives. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. 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 Before we get into Days of Our Lives, yes. 
we got a little stuff we want to catch everyone up with. First, our listener Ion wrote in, mm-hmm. and uh, this is uh, from our, I believe, our Halo episode. She said that there are schools in the Northeast, like in New England, that are Mandarin immersion schools where 50% of the curriculum is in English and 50% is in Mandarin. That's cool. And they also have similar schools that do the same thing for Spanish. Now, where are they at in New England exactly? They are just just in New England. I don't know where. There's a few schools up there, and apparently they're very competitive and hard to get into. We should check that shit out. Yeah. So we should, when we move up to New England. Because we're going to. We're going to. It's either that or out of the country. <laughs> That's like, New England's like a hop, skip, and a jump over the to Montreal. So Yeah, exactly. So It's just outrageously expensive. Yeah. But, you know. We're going to figure it out. I'll make it work. <laughs> I always do. Vermont with your half a million dollar trailers. trailers? <laughs> I know. I was like, excuse me? I don't think so. <laughs> Since we've last recorded, we've actually watched a lot of other shows mm-hmm. that I think we all we want to touch upon really quick. Yes, we watched a lot of stuff. So the Somehow. First, somehow. <laughs> somehow we had time to watch a lot of stuff. Exactly. I guess because we were just tired. Yeah. We watched the new season of The Kids in the Hall. Which was pretty good. I was terrified because... Terrified. I really liked the originals, even though it was extremely problematic. Yeah. But there was a lot to of that to like. And yes. I still quote Brain Candy. Brain Candy, which is like the first <laughs> gag in the whole new series. Of how terrible it is. <laughs> how bad Brain Candy was. But and, they brought my favorite characters in. And Marv again, and... For, for its time, it was very progressive, though. Yeah, that's you know, true. Like, mm-hmm. um... I watched. Uh, I also watched the documentary on the kids in the hall comedy punks and like Scott Thompson, who plays Buddy Cole, mm-hmm. was like it was always important for him that Buddy was never the butt of the joke. Yeah, you know, like he was always gonna win mm-hmm. and he was always the hero. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, I was surprised by how good it was. Yeah, the the one with the. Uh... Post-apocalyptic radio DJ, show, yeah, DJ. DJ. Oh my god, we were. I was laughing. With I was laughing so hard. That is one of the funniest, most morbid jokes ever. We were laughing like through the next like two sketches. Yeah. And then like not even paying attention to what those were. No. And then that one keeps coming up, yeah. and so we just like were laughing through the whole through the whole thing. The whole thing. It was great. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, it, I was just surprised because it's a bunch of like older white dude comedians yeah. and they do not that particular group doesn't have the greatest track record yeah so it was impressive to see how like they're still as funny as they were mm-hmm. but better but better and like i also noticed that many of their episodes were directed by women yeah so i think that i think that was a conscious almost decision on their part yeah. too to be like hey like let's make sure we're yeah on the up and up and mm-hmm. everything so which i i appreciate yeah so, yeah, so that was great. I highly recommend Yeah, that. I do too. Especially if you like the old kids in the hall. Don't yeah. be afraid. It's just like and that. And if you love staring at old nude white bodies. <laughs> like old 60-year-old men dicks. You love looking once. at that. If you love looking at it, this is the show for you. If you want to see Kevin McDonald's butt, <laughs> this is the <laughs> show for you. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Uh, we also watched, I believe this was before we left, we watched Love on the Spectrum, the U.S. Yes, version. Yes, the U.S. version. And I was a bit hesitant. I was too. But because, like, everything Americanized is always garbage. Well, always. It, it feels like it would be, I mean, like, the when we originally watched it, we were afraid it would be exploitive. Yeah. And then when you find out it's American, you're like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. This, this is, is Americanized. This is going to be garbage. But it turns out, you know, as a duh moment, 
you can't change autism regardless of the culture that you're brought up in. Well, and it, again, it also helped that Kean, mm-hmm. um, I don't know his last name, the guy who yeah, created... Yeah, the documentarian. The guy who started the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He's still he's doing still it. He's still doing this, yeah. So even though he's from Australia or whatever, mm-hmm. he he's still... So it still has the same vibe yeah. as the original ones that mm-hmm. were filmed primarily, I think, in Australia and New Zealand, yeah. maybe? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was really good. It, it ended too soon. Oh, yeah. But there's a couple happy endings, a couple mm-hmm. sad endings. So mm-hmm. if you like the original two seasons Yeah, be or sure to watch the U.S. version. Mm-hmm. It's just as good. Mm-hmm. We also watched... <laughs> I don't know how we ended up on this, but we ended up watching Old Enough. Oh, God. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> that show is bonkers. That was crazy. Oh my god! I won't even let our boys get their own glass of water from time to time. And our much boys... less send out three year olds halfway across town <laughs> to pick up ingredients for a recipe I need. I guess we saw. I guess we watched it because we watched that SNL sketch about like the thirty year old boyfriend. Yeah. Oh yeah, it. that's right. So I think that's like what what started it. Yeah. yeah. It's, Crazy. That show is crazy. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's only like 10, ten minutes. 10 minutes long. I think that was another So like I you can it. just like put it on real quick mm-hmm. while you're doing something and just be like blown away. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's a good lesson for these kids to be doing that or not. I mean like the one thing is you have the full camera crew, mm-hmm. which unlike most like reality TV shows are shown. They're kind of hands on too because if the kids stop to talk to them they ta- they talk, talk back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is really nice. Whereas like most reality TV shows I think that's very much frowned upon. Like yeah. they're supposed to pretend yeah. they're just not there. And one of them even turns on his camera light so the kid isn't walking home alone in the dark. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. like they actually help the kids a lot. So yeah. you don't have to really fear about the kids being alone. My fear Although was, the far away shots you can see that they are alone. Yes, they're very much alone. <laughs> I like I said, my fear would have been like this three year old has now gone to a fish market by herself. Yes. And like bought a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. I would be afraid that now that the cameras aren't rolling, she's like, I can do that anytime. And yeah. just like walks out of the house. I don't doubt it. <laughs> so like that would be my fear. But very fun show. Oh my god, crazy. Crazy, crazy show. Highly um, recommended. <laughs> We also watched the first episode mm-hmm. of the new season of Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, 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 that one. I'm not watching anymore. Oh, you really meant I it? I really meant it. When you said yesterday you weren't going to yeah. watch it? Well, why, why not? I don't, I don't want to see the, the town pariahs again. I don't want to see these, you know, the, the so-called, like, outcasts being treated like they're witches and burned at the stake just because they play D&D. I'm over that trope. I'm yeah. done. I'm not yeah. doing anything else with it. Yeah, this season really seems to be leaning into the satanic panic of the yeah. 80s, where, like, Dungeons and Dragons was mm-hmm. considered, like, something that was brainwashing the youth yeah. and, like, would lead people to murder. And mm-hmm. so, like, this teenager who's really into D&D mm-hmm. is clearly going to get framed for this, like, a ritual-looking murder. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the whole town's going to be yeah. after him. And I don't I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I'm going to watch... I'm not, I'm not going to watch it. I'll watch more... I guess I'll watch it alone now. Yes. All alone. All alone. My thing with Stranger Things is they really needed these seasons to come out faster. Because <laughs> I don't, they did a, a, a recap, recap at the beginning and I was like, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> I know. And I think I heard somewhere, and I might be getting this off, but probably by not by much, mm-hmm. is it's been three years since wow. the last episode. No wonder I don't remember it. Yeah. So all these kids are like 
in their 20s now <laughs> yeah. playing like 14 year olds. Why? Well, that one girl is playing an 11 year old. I found out she's 15. In yeah, there life. is no way. And like, you can't make a 15 year old look like an 11 year old. No, no like, it's, it's impossible. Just, they changed so much during that time. Yeah, it just. It would have been better off had they just said more time had passed. Yeah. She might have been able to pass as a 13 or, like, year old, maybe. 13, maybe. And maybe make them in, like, juniors in high school or something. Mm -hmm. But they're trying to pretend like this is, like, the next, not even the next year, like, (laughs) the next six months from the last Right. And these kids are of drinking age at this point. (laughs) Yeah, they really are. (laughs) And, again, uh, another problem I have with it going for so long is, like, Here's my thing with Stranger Things. I loved the first season. Loved it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think it was has always been a while in between seasons. Right. And it's like every time a season comes on, I'm like, oh, yeah, that show? Like, it's just been so long. And then, like, I'll watch it and I'll be like, oh, I do like that. And then it'll be a while and I'm like, oh, yeah, that show? Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel like. I'm like, oh, we're still doing this? Oh, right. okay. But this one in particular, and maybe it's because the kids are older now. Mm-hmm. So they don't have even that, like, kind of cute factor like that like (laughs) you know what i mean like they're like full teenagers now rather than like little 10 or 11 year olds like goonies territory yeah i don't feel any connection with this Mm -hmm. anymore it's been so long like i'm like i don't know if i care right i mean like i said i'm gonna watch it but like i'm not as enthused by it yeah you know i'm just like okay because what i would rather watch is a little show called obi-wan kenobi oh it was Wonderful. It was so good. And if we had planned this right, this should have been this episode. No, no, because then we would have just talked about Star Wars the whole time. Everybody knows how we feel about it. That's true. That's true. But, I mean, like, I've seen some complaints online, but, you know, I feel like that's just Star Wars fans. Star Wars fans suck ass. They really do. Like, they... I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, more than likely you suck ass. Yeah. That includes me. Yeah, I probably suck a lot of ass. Yeah, (laughs) we probably (laughs) suck ass. But... I'm much more open to to weird things, and um, I, I don't know how much I should give away of what happens in the episodes. Of Kenobi? Yeah. Not much happens. Not much happens. Actually, not, kinda, not much happens, but it's still really good. We catch up with Kenobi and what he's been up to, no. and it's not much, because that's where because he... Because he's not doing anything. Really. He's pretty much cut off from the Force, I yeah. think. Yeah, he point. has cut himself off from the Force. Yeah. That way he can't be tracked. That way he can't be tracked, which yeah. is actually a very good, mm-hmm. clever thing. Yeah. Like, because like, the question's always been, like, why mm-hmm. hasn't anyone ever gone to... Tatooine, Tatooine chase you know, him down in the force. Like cl- well, that's because he's cut off from it. You don't need, you can't feel him you at all. You can't feel him. So, yeah. and that leaves him a lot with, um, with having to deal Getting with the issues. punched in the stomach a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and like he's out of practice. So it's been yeah. about 10 years and he's yeah. been cut off from the force and, you know, like, so he's, he his, he's not Clone Wars good. No, he's yeah. definitely like someone who's gone to seed a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, he hasn't had that much practice yeah, exactly. um, going into stuff. So, Although he's really good at stealing dragon meat. <laughs> for his little weird for uh, his, copy or whatever. For his Eopi. Eopi, yeah. Yeah. I highly recommend Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, for sure. But I highly recommend it because I like the prequels. If you don't like the prequels, I don't see why you would like this. I don't know. I think it... I think Because it, you have to really be invested in the characters. I'm invested in Anakin and Obi-Wan, so of course I'm going to like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I like it. it like I said, they, they, what I liked about it, too, is um, it relies heavily on the prequels, but it also... 
it, it calls back. I don't know if you can say calls back on a prequel, <laughs> but like it calls back to the newer movies too. Like there's certain quotes he says that Luke yeah. says late, like in right. episode eight or whatever, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of cool. Like kind of ties it all together mm-hmm. really nicely. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in where it's going. Oh, I'm definitely interested. Yeah. I got to see Anakin again. I was I was thrilled. For just a second. For just a second, but I was thrilled. Yep. That made that made me so happy. So But yeah, I think that's it. I think that's what we Oh, and we've been watching Voyager. Oh, yes. We okay. We're still Love Janeway, <laughs> aka the voice of Plymouth. Yeah. My God. Yeah, once you realize it was the voice of Plymouth from Dragon Age, yeah. it was like a whole new... It was a whole new thing. But, I mean, I loved her before then, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought she was incredible. And I love how quirky she is. Yes. Like, they've given her a sense of humor, which is impressive. They, mm-hmm. She loves her romance novels. Which I love. Which is hilarious. Which I, we were talking about, actually, last night, because mm-hmm. one of the episodes we were doing, she was doing one of her romance hollow novels. Yeah. And I like the fact that I think it's pretty nice in the 90s they mm-hmm. gave her that interest. She had such personality. Like, she's all like, oh, let's go get coffee. Yeah. You know, it's... She can be a little petty sometimes. Yeah. What I like about it is they were allowed her to be flawed. A little yes. bit flawed. Mm-hmm. Or not that, like, in romance novels is a flaw. No. But, like... Have personality. Yeah. It's... Because, like, so many people think if a woman likes romance, she's, like, a, a dork or or whatever. whatever or an idiot or pathetic or desperate whatever but like she's allowed to be more complicated mm-hmm. more well-rounded character where she's allowed to like and, feminine and things and like i said have a sense of humor too yeah. most women aren't allowed a sense of humor or yeah to be a little silly once yeah. in a while like i like that about mm-hmm. her i like the fact that she's a well-rounded yeah female character also, in the 90s she's also very commanding too yeah it's really impressive i right now we're only on season two, but right now I am super impressed with you. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes from that, yeah. then on. Other characters I really enjoy. I really enjoy the Doctor and his whole ontological yeah. journey. Yeah, of I really like reality. Him. Yeah, I really like him. I like uh, Jesus. I never get his name right. Tuvok. 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 Whatever. I never get his name right. <laughs> never. You, Ever. It's always something weird comes out of your mouth. Whenever you <laughs> I say. never get it right. <laughs> that name is just not catchy. Mm-hmm. And I really like Harry Kim. Mm-hmm. And I I like Kessa Neelix. Although Neelix is starting to bug me because he's getting too jealous all the time. I'm it's hoping weird. that I'm hoping that's ending because that's become like a plot in like multiple mm-hmm. episodes. Him being yeah. jealous over Paris and, yeah. and Kess. And I'm. The episode, the I last want episode, that storyline to end. I think it's pretty much ended with that last one. Good. Because, like, it was getting redundant. It was, like, yeah. every episode he was, like, freaking out about Kess. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Kess is two years old is really it's weird. weird. Because they like to put that out there a lot. Like, like, when they're talking about sex, they're always like, she's only, she's two. only two years old. And I'm like, <laughs> this is disturbing. I mean, like, I know she's, like, a mature, yeah. fully grown woman. For her uh, species. species. They only live to be six years old. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I get it. That's that's it right there. But they keep bringing it up the like age, it's something dirty. They're like, yeah, they're like, ooh, you just, and they're like, you because just they're turned like, two. Yeah, because they're always like, you're so naive. Because you're only two. Yeah. Because you're only two. And it's like, this is creepy, guys. Yeah. This it, is really creepy. Especially because she's treated as a sexual yeah. being. Yeah, exactly. But they're also like, you're only two. Yeah. <laughs> and you're so young and naive. It's so young and naive. And yeah, it's, it's disturbing. And like, even Paris, yeah. who should be. Probably on the same level as her maturity-wise yeah. as a, a human yeah. versus her species. Mm-hmm. Even he kind of treats her like you're just a child. You're a child who I want to. I want to. 
real bad. <laughs> I hate Paris. I hate, Clearly. I hate Paris, too. Clearly. I think they've toned him down a little bit. They have, which is nice. Which is nice. But, like, one of the jealousy episodes was they they throw Cass her, her second birthday party. Yeah. And they're, they're giving presents. And he gives her the most inappropriate gift. Jewelry. I, like, full-on, like, a locket. He had to give up his replicator privileges in order to, like, get a locket. I cannot imagine if another person for your birthday gave right. you, like, an elaborate piece of jewelry for your birthday. I'd be like, what's going on What's right happening here? here? <laughs> this is not appropriate. Well, clearly they would have no idea what I'm into. <laughs> no, but... If you give me elaborate jewelry, more than likely I'm like, mm, goodbye. I, I just, I feel like the writers in that one were like, he's got to give her something sort of romantic and a little inappropriate. And they couldn't really settle you're on like something. like thongs? <laughs> they're like, well, we can't do that. Like a dildo, maybe? And like, they're like, no, not a dildo. And they're like, how about like bling? Just like. <laughs> just a big bling. And I love how Janeway was like, it's a locket. You put pictures in there. And then you were like, no shit, really? He's like, you're like, she's only two, but I think she knows how a locket works. <laughs> It was hilarious. It's got hinges, Janeway. I got this. (laughs) (laughs) I figured it out. (laughs) Oh, it was so condescending. It was hilarious. But anyway, I I think Voyager may be one of my favorite Star Trek shows. Oh, mine too. Mine too. I like it because they are lost. Yes. And, you know, they're just trying to find their way back home, and I think that's great. Yeah, and, like, most of the episodes revolve around, we're running out of food, or, you know, we need to... Like, DS9 was pretty good, but it got old pretty quick, because there was only so many things they could do on the space station. Yeah, and it was mostly, like, revolved around that religion. Yeah, that got really old. Maybe a metaphysical Mm. um, philosophy to it. Yeah. Which was fine, but also gets kind of yeah enough after a while. Like, I kind of, yeah. like, don't need to re- debate this over and Yeah, over exactly, exactly. But Voyager is, uh, I it's think, more, more fun. fun. More fun. Yeah, it's more fun. You know, it's it's got the... It's ex- not really philosophical, in my opinion. Um, I think there's a... It does, I think, like I said, it's a bit ontological with the doctor about, like, is he real or well, not? Well, that's him gaining sentience or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Which so, But I think that there's definitely that in there. I think it's there, but it's maybe not as overt mm-hmm. as some of the other Star Treks. It feels yeah. more like the modern sensibility of Star Trek was still, like, the vibe of the original, mm. if that makes sense. I, I like yeah. the... I like where it lands on the spectrum mm-hmm. of that. Like, it's not, like, full-on, like, action movie. For yeah, sure. That's true. Yeah, but it's not just like <laughs> navel gazing. And right. Like... Although Janeway does like to stare out the window when she's thinking. She does do that. She does it a lot. I only like I love it. it. And I like it when she has her hair up like Marilla Cuthbert. Yes, it has to be in a bun, a Victorian era bun. If it's not in that bun, like they had her in that 90s bob, I was you were gonna. You almost barfed. I almost barfed. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so yeah, highly recommend Voyager. Mm-hmm. But for now, we watched Days of Our Lives. Yes. Would you like to give us a show synopsis for Days of Our Lives? A chronicle of the lives, loves, trials, and tribulations of the citizens of the fictional city of Salem. Salem. Is that Massachusetts? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, that's not a fictional city. Uh, well, maybe. Well, Salem, Massachusetts is not fictional. <laughs> it exists. Do wishes, witches exist? Yeah, and they were burned at the stake. <laughs> well, I don't know, because like I was going to say, 
I, is there supposed? Is this supposed to be another Salem? Because they do talk about moving to Boston. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This so it's got to be Salem, Salem Mass. Massachusetts. Yeah, that'd be weird if it wasn't. It'd be really <laughs> weird. So wait, does that mean there's going to be some like witchery involved? We're going to talk about that in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give us the episode yeah. synopsis? When Julie Olson is arrested for stealing a fur coat, no, she it's does a, not. It's a piece of jewelry. It's I a think. stole. She's called it the ratty old stole. Oh yeah, it's a stole. So it's not a coat. A, a coat and a stole is completely, completely different. different. Completely different. From a department store, as a bid for attention from her parents, Addie and Ben, she gives her last name as Horton, the name of her grandparents, Tom and Alice. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, the plot. That, you know what? It took 20 minutes, and that's it. It's that right is there. exactly that's, what happened. That's it right there. Other than, like, the grandparents being like, I miss our kids who come over every <laughs> fucking night. And borrow money from borrow us. Borrow money from them all Even the time. Even though we're rich, Even, we're all rich. Oh, and I love how they're like, hey, if we were rich, what would you do? And I'm like, you guys are fucking rolling in it. <laughs> we're just going to buy ourselves a houseboat on the river. <laughs> I know. They're like, well, we can afford it. But they already can. Oh, they can totally they. afford it. They already can. Yeah. They're, they are acting like they are, like, middle, middle class. <laughs> Whereas, like, no, they are clearly in, like... They're clearly upper class. Upper class. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love how the mother was always given the CV of Nikki or whatever. Yeah. She's like, he's a lawyer. He's, he's the best lawyer, lawyer ever. La- I love how she goes, I approve. <laughs> oh, do you? You approve of your son. Well, that's fantastic. And, and Dr. Tom... Horton, he's yeah. like, he's like, well, that's good, but he doesn't say it like in like a sarcastic way, no. like like you'd be like, oh, that's good that you approve of your kid. Yeah, he's like, that's nice. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah, Marv. So I'm gonna need you. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. need. Jesus, you know, I quote that movie a lot. Brain yeah. candy. I am glad that they brought back Don and Marv. I am too. I love Don and Marv because I do quote them mm-hmm. primarily at work. You know, I have yeah. publishers be like. Hey, so where's this thing that I just told you to do an hour ago? And I'm always like, oh, I'm on top of that. <laughs> that thing you told us about just, just now? now? Yes. Oh, we're on top of that, Don. <laughs> I say that all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> all the get... time. And you know what? The publishers love it. They're like, oh, that's great. That's great, That's great, Marv. That's great, Marv. <laughs> Spin me, Marv. <laughs> all right. Fucking sorry. love I'm it. I'm sorry. I'm not going to quote. I fucking love it. The whole time. <laughs> Gets me through work. And like people think I'm the greatest employee ever, all because of that skit. You can't. You're just a baby. You're only 59. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this was starring McDonald Carey as Dr. Tom Horton, who was in the Hitchcock movie, which is a very good one, Shadow of a Doubt, mm-hmm. and Comanche Territory. Oh, God. Which probably was not a good one. I don't, I don't want to know. And I always like to throw this in there. He was in a few episodes of Murder, She Wrote as like Dr. Lynn. Do we know a Dr. Lynn or did we not get there? We might not have gotten there, but it seems like he was on there for a few seasons. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> we have Frances Reed as Alice Horton. She was in The Andromeda Strain and Project UFO. Woo. See now, if maybe if they were clearer on the screen, I I could recognize who they were because 
the, we had to watch it on YouTube, and it's like the n- original 1965 Re- recording. Recorded on a VHS yeah. where they had to adjust the tracking. Yeah. In order to record it. It was like watching a TV show underwater. Yeah, it like, was really sound difficult. And, sound and visuals were Exactly, and we easy. couldn't turn on subtitles because this was too old to have subtitles. And YouTube uh, intuitive subtitles are... Never oh my god, they're hilarious. <laughs> uh, would be it's better just to not have them. Yeah, so I had a hard time hearing what was going on and I had a hard time seeing what was going on. Yeah, sometimes they'd be talking clearly and they're like, yeah. <laughs> And you're like, wait, what? What did you say? <laughs> um we have Marie Cheatham Chi- Chi- mm-hmm. as Marie Horton. Right. She was in your favorite show of all time, Heart of Dixie. Ah, oh, really? And Young Sheldon. Oh, interesting. So she's still out and about she's doing stuff. She's still out and about. We got John Clark. Hey, yeah, uh, clarify, clarify. Heart of Dixie is not my favorite show ever. <laughs> I just want to stop right Let's put that out there. <laughs> I, just, I thought it was hilarious, yes. You talk about it a lot, though. No, I don't. What are you talking about? When? Okay, when was the last time I talked about Heart of Dixie? Right now. Yeah, oh, because you brought it up. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, John Clark is Mickey Horton. Uh-huh. He was in The Satan Bug and Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, the lost episode. <laughs> um, we got Carla. Wait, why don't we have a Dr. Quinn episode? Because it wasn't available all oh, of a sudden. Okay. Either it had stopped being available or it was like you had to pay to watch it. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, and then we have Carla Doherty as Julio's Olsen. She was in Village of the Giants and In the Year 2889. Oh, I want to see both of those. Those both look amazing. Yeah. 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 Uh, this was released November 8th, 1965. The number one song on the charts was The Rolling Stones with Get Off of My Cloud. Mm -hmm. And the number one movie was King Rat. What? I've never heard of that. (laughs) What? What were your predictions for this? Ah, high drama meets high fashion in this gripping saga of cheaters, assholes, and losers. Don't we only wish. <laughs> but no, there was no drama. There was no drama. There was no drama. I was I was very much bored. My predictions were like sands through an hourglass. It will go on and on. Yeah, but eventually that ends. And on. Sand eventually goes on. you flip down. it over. <laughs> yeah, or don't flip it over. Now, I think this, I, I'm fairly confident this show has more episodes than any show we've ever watched. There yeah. are over 14 thousand episodes wow of days of our lives and wow. i think you were kind of asking me at one point why why there wasn't like a better transfer of this show yeah yeah and what i've learned is because soap operas have so many episodes they don't bother they don't bother oh, wow. so at, at best you can get like greatest hits collections okay. of soap operas that will have like major storylines or you know right. it might be like the villains of As the World okay. Turns, but you're never going to get, like, season one of As the World Turns, uh, season gotcha. two. You're like, okay. the only way you can really watch these things is, like, how we did. It's, like, if someone uploaded it to YouTube. From their VHS recording. From, yeah, 1984 or yeah. whatever. Yeah, okay. So, I have a little bit of uh, trivia today, or hmm. facts today, about soap opera history. All right, cool. Do you know why they're called soap operas? Because you bathe in soap while watching them? I don't know. I I personally, my assumption has mm-hmm. always been that they were a bit dirty 
and trashy. So it was like... Oh, uh, because they're scandalous? It was scandalous, yeah. Okay. So that, that's why I thought soap opera. Like, it's right. like... It was kind of like so a... clean yourself or A something? pejorative way of being like, it's not high opera, it's a soap opera. You know right. what I mean? Right, okay. But really, it was because they were first created in the 30s as radio dramas, and the majority of their sponsors were for soap companies. Oh! <gasps> Oh my gosh, what was that one show we were watching where it was Perry Mason? Perry, like Perry Mason would have been with, a soap with opera. he had all of the soaps at the end. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, okay. They, most of these were geared towards okay. housewives right. who, like, hey, you gotta get your. You gotta get some glycerin. Procter and Gamble was right. a big, big person. All right. Um, they were initially only 15 minutes long and targeted towards housewives who were interested in the romance and family drama. And it was rare at that time in media to have featured female protagonists mm-hmm. and stars. Like, it, oh, wow. most stuff was always geared towards men. Yeah, yeah. So this was, like, the first kind of thing that was geared specifically to women. Nice. Very um, cool. They, radio soaps lasted from the 1930s until the 60s. Wow. Or actually till 1960. And then that's when they turned into TV shows. The television after World War II kind of started killing yeah. off the radio show. Although there's one in England that's still on. Holy crap. I don't remember what it's called. It's like the Archers or something like that. It's oh, still going. Wow, that's today. neat. At their height in the 40s, soap operas made up of 90% of all sponsored daytime wow. radio shows. Guiding Light is the longest running soap opera. Mm-hmm. It spent 15 years on the radio and an additional 57 years on television. The last episode aired in 2009. Oh, they ended it? Yeah, oh, they, that they did. sucks. End. And now we're going to learn about someone really cool, I think. Because if it's going that long, you've got to keep it going. Yeah, it's almost like... You can't stop it. There should be like a National Heritage Foundation yeah. thing for like things that have been going that long. I mean, like, there should be like a federal subsidy to be like, yeah. we got to keep it going. we got to keep it going. It's this old now. <laughs> yeah. you got to it's, it's a national monument now. <laughs> and one thing, just to kind of spoil ahead, a lot of the reviews I saw, the 10-star reviews for mm-hmm. this show, were from a lot of people who were like, I first watched this when I was in high school, homesick yeah. from school. Yeah, yeah. And I love it, and I've been watching it ever since. Yeah. Like, I think it just becomes something that... It becomes a part of your life. It yeah. becomes a part of your life, yeah. because it, especially, I think, in, like, the 80s and 90s, you didn't have streaming. You didn't have a choice to what you could mm-hmm. watch. So you just had to watch whatever was on TV, you Yeah. Know? But Guiding Light was based on Erna Phillips. She was the creative force behind the soap opera. Oh, wow. It was based on her life. In the 30s, she was a single mother, which is a big deal. Oh, yeah. And she had adopted some kids. Mm. And she was an unemployed school teacher who did some radio drama work, like, part-time. Right. One day, like, while she was doing that, they were like, hey, can you write one of these serials? And she said yes. It became so successful that she created or co-created 18 soap operas. Nice. Both Guiding Light and As the World Turns were still on the air when she died in the 70s. Oh my God, that's fantastic. Her contribution was adding professional characters. I guess at that time, before then, it was more like working class people. She came up with like, let's make them doctors and lawyers. Oh, and, okay. And politicians or, what, or you know, like right. fashion moguls. Like okay. People. And she was the one who first started adding cliffhangers to them. Oh, so that was her innovation. I see. As the World Turns... Well, she uh, doesn't get enough credit because I've never heard of her. No, never. As the World Turns was significant as it revolutionized the genre by doubling its length to 30 minutes. Mm. Because she felt like she could tell better stories with right. more time. And that made her soap producers, mm-hmm. 
uh, Procter and Gamble, they didn't really like it. So out of her own expense, wow, she shot the pilot for As the World Turns, mm-hmm. and she had enough clout at CBS at the time, wow, that she signed a contract that guaranteed a full year of shows, no matter what the ratings. Wow. <laughs> And it ended up being a hit, despite having almost no plot. Wow. (laughs) She drew on her own experience to create emotional uh, experiences, Mm -hmm. uh, rather than necessarily coherent plot. So it was more like a a tone poem. Okay, (laughs) okay. She never had a date until she was in her 20s. Okay. At the time, uh, in her 20s, she did meet a doctor who she said was not good looking, but charming. Okay. And whom she thought she would marry. Okay. He got her pregnant, and he abandoned her. Of course he did. She then lost the baby, which... Oh, wow. Through that miscarriage, it made her sterile. Oh, my goodness. So then from then on, she vowed to never be with an unmarried man. Uh-oh. I guess because... So then she wants only married men? She only wanted to be with married men from then on. Because A, she couldn't have kids, and B, I think it was like... We can't leave me, necessarily. So she wanted to be a mistress? Yeah, that's what she wanted, I guess. But it makes sense for the I mean, I, godmother of soap operas to be like... I, if that's your choice, all right. Um, all right. This uh, would be memorialized in her show, Another World. Okay. In which her character, Stand-In, mm-hmm. gets impregnated by a doctor mm-hmm. who then forces her to get an abortion. Mm-hmm. This was the first TV show to do this. This was in 1964, so wow. it's a year earlier than uh, Days of Our Lives. Uh, the abortion in the episode is botched, and her character becomes sterile. Happily, in the show, her character ends up murdering the doctor. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so. All right. So she got kind of got her her revenge. Right. Of it. Well, I've never heard of the doctor, but I've heard of her and her legacy. So clearly, her revenge is outlasting them both. Exactly. Exactly. You know. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And that's great. So I thought she was a really cool character, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and she did a lot for soap operas. In fact, mm-hmm. I found out that she was still writing for, I think it was As the World Turns in the 70s. Wow. And the she got fired from her own show. What? Because they wanted her to do more scandalous oh. episodes to compete with some of the other soap operas mm-hmm. that were on. And she refused. She wanted to keep it like simple family yeah. dramas. And so they fired her, and she actually ended up dying a few weeks later. Uh, so maybe of a broken heart. I don't know. Those jerks. I know. She just left her on there. This was her show, man. Yeah, it's been running you, for like 40 years, how bro. Can, how can you fire someone from their own <laughs> show? I don't know. It's crazy. Do you have any experience with Days of Our Lives? No. You've never why, seen it? Why would I have experience with it? I, I don't know. Okay. Like I, uh, I, I, I recognize the opening. The, right. Like, well, I think the, that's iconic. It is pretty iconic. Although I never realized it had like the Torgo music from uh, yeah from Manos <laughs> Manos Hands of Fate yeah. behind it. Like I said, the whole show felt like I was watching it underwater. Yeah. So I did. We both did our level best. Yeah, to figure out what was, what was happening. going on. Yeah. But like I said, there was bits of dialogue that would get kind of lost in the mm. edit. We may have missed significant yeah. lines of dialogue. Although I don't think so because nobody seemed. To really be doing anything. Yeah, nothing was really happening. I mean, yeah, she was, uh, the, the young girl was yeah. uh, picked up for shoplifting. Julie. Julie <laughs> was picked up for shoplifting, and she's just a spoiled brat. And that's, I, that and, was the big drama of the show. And then the, the second big drama was that another woman's getting married, and the mother's like, do you want an accordion player at the <laughs> wedding? And I was like, 
no. <laughs> no, we both were like, oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah. They... Uh, but it was that, and then the the newlyweds, or soon-to-be newlyweds, are talking about moving into a houseboat. Yeah. And going to Boston. That was it. Well, like, the show starts, well, the show has a cold open with Julie getting arrested. Although you seem to think that the fiancé is going to hook up with the mom. I'm hoping. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Something happens. I, I don't see that happening. <laughs> um, he does seem like too much of a wet noodle. Like, <laughs> uh, I love how he's like trying to get in his fiance's pants, really. And then she goes, oh, but you're so traditional. So therefore, they haven't had sex yet. It was weird because at <laughs> times it, it was like. One was trying to have sex with the other one, yeah. and the other one would block it. And yeah. then in the same conversation... And then conversation, the role would reverse. Then it would reverse, yeah. and it was like clear she wanted to have sex with him, and yeah. he was like, no, no, no. No, 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 no not to married. the honeymoon. Yeah. yeah. It was really weird because, like... It was weird. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but after the shoplifting incident... Yeah. It goes right to Dr. Horton and his wife. Yeah, and they're talking about empty nest syndrome. It's all empty nest syndrome, and she's talking about Christmas cards. Like, that's the first conversation in the show. Yeah. It's like, wonder what Christmas cards we're going to get this year. Yeah. And Dr. Horton's like, there's only so many Christmas cards. They're the same every year. If you're bored listening to us talk about that, that's (laughs) how we felt. In the show. We're like, what are we watching here? I was like, it's like a live action Sims. Yes. Like, it's just creatures living, creatures Creatures. living their little lives, little boring lives. And you're just like the god. Complaining about money when they're clearly stinking rich. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're the voyeuristic gods gazing in on their boring, like. Boring, boring lives. Boring lives. Because the other, the, you missed one other significant moment in the show. Oh, yeah? And that's when, um, I don't know who anybody's names are. Not me either. The mother, <laughs> the daughter, and the future son-in-law mm-hmm. have a entire three to four minute conversation. Oh, yeah, about what to call her. About what to call her. And Who's, he ends up calling her Alice. Alice. And that's how that ended. <laughs> it, that's how that, that ended. That storyline ended that's, there. <laughs> that's how it ended. And it was four minutes of them just trying to figure Sitting out what to call her. A, Crappy dinner table. Not with, even eating cheesecake. No, not not like a golden. No, rose not even with some cheesecake. With the worst uh, uh, <laughs> tablecloth you've ever seen. Oh in my your god, life. that tablecloth was driving me crazy. <laughs> it's like you guys had the money. Go buy yourself a better <laughs> tablecloth. <laughs> or better yet, get rid of the tablecloth. But like she's like, well, you can call me mom, and he's like, well, I already have a mom. But she's dead. Well, I don't feel right calling you a mom. And there so she's like, you can't, you can't call, call me mama. You can't call me me mom. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like finally, like the daughter's like, I have an idea. Why do not you call her by her Christian name, Alice? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Well, gee, would that be okay, Alice? <laughs> and ta-da. ta-da! But then, like, but then, like I said, like there's a weird moment. This is why I think they're gonna have. Sex. Oh Jesus! Because like after that conversation, they shift from the crappy table to mm-hmm. another corner of the kitchen, <laughs> where he lifts his wife up on the kitchen counter. And both you and I were like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, I was like, "Are they gonna do it on the kitchen counter?" It was a very porn- right in front of the mother. It was a very porny type move, and it was, it was supposed to be a porny type move too, because the mother goes, "Why don't you guys get some fresh air? It's cold out there." Yeah, yeah. Because she wanted them to cool off because be- they were about to bone. In the kitchen. In front of her. In front of her. 
So then, like, they're like, yeah, let's go, like, disengorge our <laughs> our genitals in the freezing Salem air. Yeah. And they leave, and then Homeboy <laughs> turns around, and he's like, it was nice talking to you, Alice. <laughs> And then she turns away. And she has a weird, coy smile. That's true. And, yeah. and so I'm like, but then again, nothing happens in this no. show, so I can't really count on anything tawdry like that happening. Right. I think if it was a modern uh, soap opera, for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh, yeah, I forgot to say, like, uh, Dr. Horton's solution for his wife's depression mm-hmm. is let's go take a walk and get some ice cream. <laughs> These are the thing. These are the days of our lives, people. These, this is it's, all. You know what? Her problem was just simple woman hysteria. You know, our uterus travels all <laughs> over our body, and it just it, it makes us crazy. <laughs> so that's all her problem was. <laughs> Me- meanwhile, downtown at the uh, police station, situated inside the department store. Yeah, like does the department store have its own police station? Like, well, I think this detective? is supposed to be its security office is what I think it was supposed to be but it they, ended up being way bigger than any security office I've ever seen they not seem, that I've seen any they, no, no 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 but they, they seem to have a lot wield a lot more power than you would yeah. expect from like like the security guard at Target yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> because so she calls she's like I'm gonna use a fake name to her, her yeah friend. and so I was thinking her name was gonna be like Julie Newmar or something yeah but no she just goes with her grandparents name so they're gonna call the grandparents instead of her parents yeah and yeah so it was like you're gonna be found out regardless yeah I was thinking like I'm like okay so she used these other people's names mm-hmm. you know I guess she's and just, her friends whisper like oh my god did she just say that the Hortons. like it was a big deal and she gloats at them yeah. Like, mm, I outsmarted you all. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, it was, like, her grandfather. But, yeah. like, they don't even, like, explain that to you. Because, no. like, she calls and she says, the cop is like, uh, we have a Julie Horton. And Dr. Horton's like, oh, I see. <laughs> okay, well, we are done. Then he calls Mickey in. Mm-hmm. Because they can't, the, the women folk can't hear this. No, no. It's, it, they're hysterics. It, it, hysterics, honey. That uterus. The misogyny is you off cannot, the hook. You cannot trust the uterus. It's off the chain. Yeah, you cannot. You cannot. So, so, it could be in your shoulder right now. So, you don't know. It stocks the body. By, by virtue of Mickey's penis, yeah. he gets pulled into this. So, like, his mother can't know. Yeah. And then they're like, we're going to go. And they're like, we're going to lie. We're going to say there's, there's a, a, an emergency at the hospital that I have to go take care of. Yeah. Rather than say our granddaughter has been arrested. For at, shoplifting. For shoplifting. She can't handle that shit. The, the mother cannot Dude, she handle. she can barely handle having two gallons of ice cream in her freezer. I mean, I re, I'm rethinking. Like, she cannot have an affair with her, no, her she can't. son-in-law no. because. The, she can't handle she it. She can't handle it. Like that. I said, she can't even handle having two gallons of ice cream in the refrigerator. Remember, they had like a three-minute conversation <laughs> about that. So, um, they yeah, they treat this shoplifting situation like it's life or death. <laughs> they won't. This is what I was talking about. Like the 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 department store detectives seem to have so much power because like Mickey is a lawyer. Yeah, and he is down there, and he's like, "Hey, can you remand her to our custody?" Yeah, they're like, "No, she's a juvenile. We can't let her go." Yeah, I'm like. You are a Walmart, sir. <laughs> you have no power here. Yeah, exactly. We can just fucking leave. We're just going to, you know what? We're going to go and we're going to take her friends. Yeah. Right? We're just going to leave. Yeah, exactly. And, like, everyone's like, 
Well, it was crazy too, is how how hard they came down on her. They came down on her very hard. Like, and that's really weird because she's an affluent, rich white girl. I think it was a different time. I mean, well, no, I no. Don't know. It would have been worse if you were a person of yeah, color back yeah, in the Yeah, yeah, exactly. For that's sure. what I'm saying. So, like, how, why were they coming down so hard on and her? And she, they, like, the Horton seemed to be a well-respected yeah. family. Yeah. And, and it seems very, um, oh, like, not patriarchal, but like, there, it seems to be family yeah. matters in this yeah. small town of Salem. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't really understand that either. And like, she offers, she's like. Okay, well, then I'll just pay for it. Like, first yeah. she lies and she says it was a goof. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then she's like, fine, I'll pay for it. I'll pay for your ratty old stole. And yeah. they're like, no, we won't let you do that either. I'm like, well, why not? Yeah. And then uh, and then she throws her friends under the bus. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, that was uncalled for. This is where Julie gets unhinged. Oh, yes. Because she's like... Uh, it she... wasn't me. It was my friends. They made me do it. And then they're like... And then her friends were like, uh, excuse us, yeah. bitch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can tell the truth. How dare you gang up on me? Everybody's ganging up on me. And then she's like, I'm not going to crawl. I'm not going to crawl. The and end. Then, the end. <laughs> That's how it ends. And then all like the people are just like, uh, that went in a weird direction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that is the end of the show. That's it. <laughs> like, it did have lovely music stings yes. in it. But yes. like, Again, it was just very, it was too slice of life for me. Mm. Not that I can relate with being a wealthy doctor or anything, <laughs> but I mean, like, just nothing really happened. The, the worst incident. It was just your basic life. Just, just it, life. Like, I think everyone can relate to knowing someone or being mm-hmm. the person to, like, shoplift I a mean, minor object from I the mean, store. I mean, I can't relate to ever wanting an accordion player at a wedding. Well, no. That's but... ridiculous. <laughs> That's absolutely an insanity. <laughs> yeah, I I was hoping this would be more like Bold and the Beautiful. It was not. And I was also hoping <laughs> that while there was a smattering mm-hmm. of 1960s misogyny in here, yeah. I was hoping it would be more funny to watch. To watch, you know what I mean? Like I didn't the, have a problem with it. Oh, I mean, like it was fu- it was boring. Like it was. It was, it was just was, so boring. It was like you're like I was hoping for something like so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like oh my god, this is ridiculous. Yeah, blah, blah, isn't this funny? Yeah, like. It was just really boring misogyny. It was all just, if <laughs> just, that's possible. It's just really boring misogyny. Like, we, we, you and I are making up more interesting storylines in our head. But you want to hear what other people have to say about this? Of course. Okay. We got a 1 out of 10 star review from my Mindy Joy. Mm. Uh, this was written this year. Now, did she watch the pilot or just jump into it? Well, I got my reviews from everybody. Okay. So, no, I didn't get reviews from the pilot episode necessarily. Okay, so she might have just jumped into it. Yeah. Maybe the writing these days suck ass. So, here, okay, so before I start, start reading this, mm. something you got to know about Days of Our Lives. Okay. In the 90s, mm-hmm. one of the characters... Mm-hmm. Is a uh, werewolf. Well, um... It goes full-on devil possession in the 90s, where one of the characters gets possessed by the devil, and her husband has to perform an exorcism by going through past life regression. What? Like, he was a priest in his past life, so he regresses to that life to perform the exorcism. Oh, my God. So, remember what show we just watched? 
Wow. And well, then, I guess after 40,000 stories, you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, I think Days of Our Lives is really one of those shows that really became, like, known for its, like... Unhinged? Like, yeah, like you said... Maybe the, that was the show that I was like, no, no, they deal with demons and shit. I, oh, it probably is. It probably was. Yeah, okay. So now I'm going to read Mindy's review. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> you all have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> First off, wait, hold on, let me give you a voice. First off, the devil doesn't have yellow eyes. He doesn't wait. have horns and claws. What? <laughs> okay, continue. Sorry, continue. And hooves like you guys keep doing on this. This is a demonic TV show I used to watch. This soap opera. I won't watch it anymore because you guys are too stupid. To know anything, the devil's not going to sit there and have a discussion with people. A dialogue he would have... There's no periods in this, by the way. <laughs> he would have destroyed people or used them. And you guys are too stupid to even research anything. You think you know things and you don't. And it's, <laughs> n- and it's now... It's just a demonic soap opera. That's all it is, you guys. All serving the devil. All the actors, all the people that is working with the actors, everybody, everybody on Days of Our Lives will not know the love of Jesus Christ. That's the truth. You all demonic. Just bring in the Winchester boys. We'll get this sorted. Oh, that would be great. After a whole oh bunch, of, after a whole bunch of soul switching. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've got this in the bag. Yeah, after one of them dies, they yeah. get drive back without a soul, and then yeah, the other yeah. one dies, they get yeah. drive back without a soul. Yeah, and then they have to go find their souls. And then the and blah, dog, blah blah blah. And then the car dies and comes back without a soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a ten out of ten star review from a little bit healthy. Okay. Fair enough. Embracing days of our lives. In order to love Days of Our Lives as much as I do, one has to embrace the over-the-top drama and unbelievable storylines. Well, fantastic. I started watching Days when I was a teenager, Uh. and 10 years later, I'm still an avid fan. Days of Our Lives creates nearly 200 episodes a season. Wow. I found out that Susan Lucci, Mm -hmm. who, you know, if you know Susan Lucci, she was on... yeah, she's. I can't remember which. As yeah. world, maybe as the world turns. She was on whatever show she was on for forty-seven years. Yeah, and I found out she made a million dollars per year. But I, then I was like, that doesn't seem like enough. So, I don't know. That seems like plenty of money, hon. Well, when you she can, was on for forty-seven years, so she made forty-seven million doing this as a as a steady job. Well, a million yeah. dollars a year for a steady job. I, guess, I don't know. That sounds pretty good. Well, I'm just thinking of like the Seinfeld cast and the Friends cast were all making a million dollars per episode. Yeah, but that's but because they only had like 20, 20 episodes. episodes. Yeah, but I mean like that's what I'm saying. Susan Lucci's working a lot more than right. the Friends people. Yeah, but she's not getting retakes. That's true. It's just kind of like, and action, go. Done. Excellent. Yeah. Well, then she, she got paid more. No, I think she got paid the right amount. <laughs> <laughs> right in. Tell us whether Susan Lucci deserved more. <laughs> Full arguments, too, people. Full arguments. And it's been on the air for nearly 50 years. This fact alone is remarkable, and the Mm -hmm. often-changing ensemble cast keeps it interesting. I'm quite appreciative of the actors, actresses who have given their lives to days of our lives. (laughs) They sacrifice so much. (laughs) To the devil. To the devil. To the devil. While some use it as a stepping stone to movies or primetime shows, others have made it their career. If acting were my chosen career, Days would be my dream destination. Oh, for sure. That's what we I always like say. being a B movie star would be the greatest. You get or to be C. in the best movies. But nobody recognizes. But nobody you. gives a shit. 
it. <laughs> yeah, that's where I would want to be yeah. if I were an actor. Just oh, like, yeah. just something steady, mm-hmm. but like, it doesn't have to be like, I don't want to be in like a tent pole. Film yeah, or yeah, exactly. Uh, while I understand that Days isn't everybody's cup of tea, I don't understand the reviews on IMDb that refer to Days fans as idiots, etc. Well, that's misogyny. Yeah. Uh, for not tiring of the show. I'm an educated social person, <laughs> and I am proud to call myself a Days fan. My name is Captain Janeway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love Captain Janeway. <laughs> um, just some other trivia. And like I said, most of the 10-star reviews I saw were people like that who were like, mm-hmm. I watched it when I was sick in high school, and yeah. I just kept watching it. Which I think is cool. I mean, yeah. like, that's... That's awesome. That's awesome. I don't have a problem with soap operas. I think they're actually quite... Cool. especially mm-hmm. when they go off the hook with like oh, demon yeah. possession and stuff. Yeah. I but I guess my problem is we're starting at the beginning. I'm disappointed at how boring this one was, I guess. Yeah. But you can't you kind of can't have like sudden onset drama when you don't know the characters. Well, you know? I mean, and that's why Dark Shadows was so groundbreaking when it came out cuz mm-hmm. it did introduce those like gothic elements mm-hmm. and like the horror elements. I think that's where the normie Right. Soap operas were like, well, let's do some of that weird stuff. Yeah. You know, like, just to keep people intrigued. Mm-hmm. Uh, the decline of the soap opera began in the 90s. Can you guess why? No. No, 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 no guesses. Guess. The O.J. Simpson trial. Mother effer. He ruined everything. Wow. He preempted, because it was televised, and yeah. it preempted a lot of soap operas. Oh, my goodness. And a lot of people found the twists and turns of that to be just as intriguing right. as soap operas, so they kind of fell off watching soap operas. Also, reality TV, like the Kardashians and Real Housewives. Ew! What? Ew! I'm sorry. I will judge you harshly if you like those shows. I want a show where you never know if demon possession is in the cards. Yep, me too. (laughs) Like, it could happen. (laughs) I don't give a shit about somebody's new makeup line. I thought this was an interesting little fact. Like, this time of year, soap operas will start gearing their episodes toward their younger cast members. Okay. Because kids are out of school, and so they try uh, to focus on the younger cast. To over... bring in more fans who are like, hey, I saw this over the summer. Yeah. So they can bring and in... now I keep watching it. Exactly. So you suck I them see. in over the summer with young storylines. Give them a free sample. <laughs> it's like drags, man. <laughs> so, I mean, I think we kind of already talked about it, but... What do you think of Days of Our Lives? Like, did it meet your expectations, not meet your expectations? You know, it didn't. It didn't meet my expectations. I was expecting way more drama. But I understand what was happening in it for its time was very dramatic and scandalous. I think it was supposed to be. I think it would have been way more scandalous to people in 1965. Yeah, I think so. Especially, like you said, that it is rich mm-hmm. white people mm-hmm. who have a spoiled granddaughter who's, who's a shoplifting shoplifter. terror. Like, I think, oh my God, can you imagine yeah. if our granddaughter yeah. like stole a I think that was like really groundbreaking for them. I think for that, yeah. that target audience, mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah. But... Because keep in mind, these are a bunch of Karens. Yes, these are Karens. That would, like, freak them the fuck out. <laughs> like, oh, my God, did you hear? It's, it, yeah. it really feeds into that gossipy nature. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, like, it did give probably people to talk about. Like, mm-hmm. if you were a housewife at the time, yeah. which probably wasn't 
it wasn't uncommon at the time. <laughs> no. <laughs> it gave you something to talk to yeah. someone about, like, oh, can you believe her mm-hmm. granddaughter? Like, oh, they yeah. wouldn't let her just pay it off or whatever, you yeah. know? Yeah. It, it would give you something to debate. Mm-hmm. Like, should they have allowed her to pay it off? Like, yeah. you know, or should they throw her in juvie? Why, you know? Make what, her work it off for community What service. did you think of him calling her Alice at the end? It seemed weird, didn't it? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I don't, actually, I don't know that that would have been a problem. Yeah, I think my problem is. I'm used to the more or less cliche of what soap operas have become right. in our year, the year of our Lord 2022, <laughs> that watching where they came from was, is, it's kind of cool from a historical point of view, but from an entertainment point of view, right. I would not want to watch the 14,000 episodes of these until it gets to the interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd rather just jump in now. Jump into the demon possession. Yeah, that's where yeah, I yeah. want to start. Yeah. But if you like soap operas, go for it. You know, like I have... Hey, I'm not judging. I'm not going to judge anyone for liking a soap opera. Nope. Nor would I judge people for liking our show, Piloting <laughs> the Pilots, which releases each Tuesday and can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and wherever else fine podcasts can be found. As always, you can contact us with any questions or rebuttals on Twitter at Pilot Pilots or email us, pilotingthepilots at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Next week, we will be watching... The Rockford Files. What? Really? <laughs> what do you want to watch? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. What do you want to watch? It's fine. It's no big deal. I've got two gallons of ice cream in the freezer. I'm fine. <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. Why don't we just go take a walk and get some ice cream <laughs> in the cold weather to, to, to cool our libidos? Wait, so yeah, he wanted to get her ice cream in it's the freezing. freezing cold weather? Freezing cold. I just now figured that out. I just put that together. He wants to take her for a walk oh my in God. the freezing cold to go get ice cream. Because <laughs> we, we she's talking about Christmas cards. Yeah. And then, like, I was like, when is And this? then in order to, like, get rid of her kid's libido, she sends them outside where it's cold. And he talks about the smell of burning leaves <laughs> and, pumpkin and pumpkin spice, I yeah, think. Yeah, and pumpkin. Like they, like they live next door to a Starbucks or something. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't think ice cream. Like, hot cocoa. Go get... Yeah. Why ice cream? What the fuck, man? He's the worst. He's the worst. Bad doctor. It's a bad doctor. (laughs) It's a bad doctor. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so unless Aaron has any objections, we're going to be watching The Rockford Files, which you can find on either Peacock or Tubi. I do not know what The Rockford Files are. (laughs) It could be about a filing cabinet. I don't know. It's not. Is it a detective story? Yeah, he's a detective. Another P.I. Rick Rockford? Yeah, basically. His <laughs> name is Rockford. I th- feel like this would be a show that would appeal to you. Well, maybe I've changed. <laughs> 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 maybe I want an accordion at my wedding. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Steam in possession has to be. <laughs> has to be. Has to be. Why are your eyes turning yellow? <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so unless something else comes up, that's the plan. But. Yeah. Fine. And <laughs> go take yourself a gummy. <laughs> no, never again. That was the other thing that happened. We took a full pot gummy and oh my God. whoa, was what? that? I just thought it was supposed to cut the edge. I it should not be legal. <laughs> I got so high. That I got so high. We're like, let's just relax and take a gummy. And like, we didn't think like maybe we should just take half a gummy. To no. start. <laughs> we both took a whole gummy and wow. I got so high and I was high for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wish we had been high when we watched this show. God, no. No, I could barely, like, I ended up just sitting on the couch with Jake watching Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> and I couldn't even say anything about what was happening in the show. I, was I don't just, think there's anything I was just done. Like, yeah. It was just, fun. He loved it. Yeah, Jake loved it. He loved us hanging out there watching Pokemon. It was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you all next week for Rockford Files. Zia. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>